the film series that won't die to nearly 30 movies, one house, actually several houses, and cursed artifacts. The Amityville Horror Podcast. Welcome to the Amityville Podcast. I am Tom. I'm Pat. And this week, it's 2018's The Amityville Murders, a movie that purports to be a remake of Pat and my favorite movie thus far. Amityville 2. Yeah, like... The Possession? Yes, The Possession, which is back on HBO, so you can watch it without commercials this time. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I'm honestly more concerned and or preemptively angry they remade that one than I was when... We watched the Ryan Gosling, Melissa George remake of the first movie, the original Amityville Horror. Uh, Reynolds. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I said Gosling, my bad, my bad. Oh no, no, for a second I was like... It's all pretty Canadian men in my head. It took me longer than it should have to realize, wait a second, was Ryan Gosling in one of these that we watched? And he might have been, I don't know. He might be by the end of this. This is also true. Dear God, like that would be a surprising, you know... (laughs) catastrophic dr- drop in fame and fortune for Ryan Gosling yeah. to be in a, another in an Amityville movie. Unless it's one of those weird passion projects like James Franco being on a soap opera or Will Ferrell and uh, Kristen Wiig doing the was she a telenovela movie? Uh, they did like a well they did a Lifetime movie. Oh, right. And they just played oh, yeah, it straight. They did. They did. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be funny. But, you know, we'll deal with Ryan Gosling and his dislike of breakfast cereal, if it need be. Yeah. But this one, it has, oddly enough, Burt Young and... Uh, Diane Franklin. Diane Franklin, who appeared in Amityville 2, The Possession, are in this movie probably playing different characters. I would assume so, since they did not make it out of that one. God, wouldn't it be amazing if Diane Franklin was playing the teenage sister again, you know. Yeah, but like the age of your stuff. Exactly. Yeah. No, 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 no. Playing the same exact... Oh, just in the... Oh, okay. So, uh, in case you don't remember the second episode we did 30 fucking years ago, uh, Amityville 2 The Possession was a prequel to the first Amityville film in which you see the uh, DeFeo family move into... 112 Ocean Avenue mm-hmm. and uh, Ronnie be driven uh, or be possessed by some sort of demon. Yes. He's not being driven insane. He was. It, it's kind of. It's like that old uh, TV biopic of Michael Jackson that VH1 made where it's just like, we can't afford to get sued, so we will present the story as the real life people presented it to us. Uh, you see him yeah, like yeah. have a you see, in that movie they play out a romance sequence with Lisa Marie Presley and Michael Jackson and it is not ideal. Oh boy, it was gross. But yeah, so that one, yeah, it's not Ronnie is not being driven insane. He was being he was being possessed. He was possessed yeah, hence possession the possession. Yeah, and this one is a remake of a prequel at around the twenty. 20- so 24, 25 mark of movies. So it's really confusing. Yeah, there's there's a lot of, uh, you know, category, subcategories that this thing fits into, mm-hmm. which, you know, surprise, there are these subcategories. Yeah, like this, I mean, this entire franchise has been chock full of 
sidequels, sequels, reboots, requels, mm. like any kind of jumble of words you can describe to going back to the well. Yeah. Pardon the expression, because, well, the basement has the well. Yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, that's more three, that it had the well. Yeah, three had the well. They, the good ones all have the basement. I mean, we shouldn't be complaining at all, because this one is actually about the Amityville house. Yes, you know, something that actually takes place there instead of being tangentially uh, connected to something named Amityville, mm-hmm. which a lot of the times we don't even get that. Yeah. Yeah, this one's, and it's, I mean, it is going back to our favorite one and maybe, you know, newer effects, newer, yeah. like a, a potentially an inflated budget. Who I, I doubt it, sure, but sure. just in case. I, I mean, it had to be an inflated budget. They got, whoa, what is his name? Yeah, Ronnie is played by an actor named John Robinson, who as near who was in Lords of Dogtown and yeah. Elephant, but as near as I can tell, probably the most popular thing he was ever in is he plays Shia LaBeouf's asshole sidekick in the original, the first Transformers, the first Michael Bay Transformers movie uh, for five minutes. He's the guy with the long hair that climbs up a tree and seemingly disappears from the movie. Kind of like the oldest brother on Happy Days. Yes. He right. goes up to another level of a thing and then, and then it's gone. Returns, and yeah. then he's gone. So he's <laughs> playing Ronnie. Ronnie. Ronald Butch DeFeo. Yeah. And Burt Young and Diane Franklin are in there somewhere. As something, which we'll discuss that once I guess yeah. we get through them. Yep. But yeah. Right. I think we're just going to dive right into this one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. See you in a minute. Oh, we're watching this on uh, YouTube. It's available for rent on YouTube for five dollars. Tubi did not. Tubi didn't save us this week, but we cannot complain about our Lord and Savior Tubi. The cause of and solution to all of life's problems. It really is. All right. Talk to you in a sec. All right. Let's have it. Let's have it. Let me have it. Let me, me out of me. Let me out of me. Let me out of me. Leave all of this out. <laughs> Maybe. You know, I, 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 I'm impressed with how well this movie was made despite not really having a point or an argument or any particular reason for it to be made. Like, it didn't have... A theme, it was just, here's a recreation of the events fictionalized. The, yeah, this was like an extended episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, but... But in an entertaining way. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed it, but the, the, the filmmakers had nothing they were trying to say with this movie. They were just trying to give us scary. Yeah. And... And some I mean, of it was, was. Yeah, I will say that of all the ones we've watched, this is the only one that has actually felt scary to me. A little like, bit. Like chills in a couple of scenes. Yes, because domestic violence is horrifying. Yes, it is. It's, but And it's not just in the actual moments of it. It's in some of the talk about it. Yeah. Uh, well, well, let's dive in. So... Um, so, beginning of the movie opens with a 911 call. Yeah, so. but not the 911. It's a 911 call from the bar where Ronnie DeFeo, Ronnie Butch DeFeo, went to, to and said that somebody had killed all of his family. Right. Like, that. that's, it's not as if 
Ronnie is not calling 911. He has gone, like, some somebody at the bar is calling 911 saying, Ronnie DeFeo has come in here and he's acting like a crazy person. Right. That's what it is. And then, immediately, based on true events, yep. which that's doing a lot of heavy lifting there. It is. Um... And the, the yeah, the ending credits basically say, yeah, this was inspired by true events, but we fictionalized it. Don't sue us. Yeah, which is crazy because well, we'll get there, but yeah, yeah. like there's just this is just what it is. This is yeah. just what it is. Um, and then after the nine one one call, we get a whole bunch of home videos mm-hmm. of the kids growing up, uh, primarily Butch and Dawn, the oldest sister. Butch and Dawn. Yeah, and. We finally go into proper narrative at their birthday party. Now, they were born on the same day in separate years. Yes. Which is not an actual true thing, but it was a quick shorthand yeah. for it's the... It's kind of a, like a cute way to show that Butch and Dawn have a very uh, close relationship. But it was it was kind of fun, like in, the back, like, in the back of my head, watching it with the original possession movie Amityville 2 mm-hmm. in my head because it's like oh we're starting at the birthday party instead yeah. of there's like a good hour or 45 minutes before the birthday party happens mm-hmm. in the original version but that's actually part of this uh, we did, this is one of those rare Amityville movies that does have the house but we don't have the people moving into the house yeah, they've lived there for uh, generations entire, yeah, yeah like they the mom uh, who is Diane Franklin who is the sister in uh, possession yeah, yeah. Uh, is the mom of the family uh, the grandfather of the family is Bert yeah. Young mm-hmm. um, but not nearly as mean a Bert Young he's he's, yeah. he's a sweet old man he gives both the kids cars for their birthday yeah but he's probably ordering hits on other people probably you know, yeah well it's, it's like that it's like the godfather kind of oh he's a cute old man who's gonna put a horse head in your bed yeah spoilers for the godfather <laughs> We should do all of those. Oh, no. That'd be a short podcast. And, you know, somehow more miserable, considering we'd have to watch two different versions of Godfather Part 3. Yeah, and two different versions of two. There's the chronological version. There is the chronological version. Mm -hmm. That was a great idea. (laughs) And all of them are letterboxed when the movie was shot full frame. Which is nuts. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, Grandpa definitely seems a little... Connected. Yeah. And Dad definitely... Definitely connected. Um, he He's... takes a handoff at the birthday party. He gets a valise full of money. Mm-hmm. Because this is the 70s, baby. This is how we do elegant handoffs. Yeah. We couldn't Venmo anybody, or there was no cryptocurrency. No. That, that still feels like a dumb thing to do if you have a criminal enterprise. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like, but, I want the money. I want actual money. Yeah. Don't give me this thing. What do you mean I got to register a thing? What do you... I have to put my email address on, like, in connection to this illegal funds? Are mm-hmm. you kidding me with this? Like, no. I can't just put my cash in a vent. I have to hold on to the hard drive that has the pass uh, key. To, uh, anyway. <laughs> All very related to. All very related. So yeah, Bert Young is the uh, the painter from uh, is the the grandfather, and Lainey Kazan is the uh, the 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 mother, the grandmother of uh, Butch and Dawn. She's the uh, the old the the mother of Diane Franklin's character, and she is she is not looking great in this movie. Yeah. There, there, there's a lot of surgical choices made 
not a lot of them work paid off the way we wanted them to. But yeah, but that's, it, you know, only I, I feel that way about a lot of plastic surgery in general sometimes. Just yeah. don't touch the face. Like, yeah. I mean, if you have to futz around with other stuff, okay, but don't, not the face. Don't, and, don't mess with your face. And know when to stop if you are doing it. Like, Angela Lansbury has had massive amounts of work done over the years, but mm-hmm. only to kind of maintain yeah. where she was. She never did the full, I want to look 20 again. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. not going to happen. Uh, anyway. So we we have the birthday party, which of course will end in tears. Yeah. Actually, wow. Um, it is a f- long birthday party too. It is. I was I was about to say it's just like it's also kind of a long movie. It's I'm having trouble like getting back to it. So it's all kind of fun for a second. The 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 first hint of trouble is that uh, uh, Ronnie DeFeo Senior, played by an incredible Paul Van Victor in this. Yeah, movie. he's great in this. He's terrifying. Uh, I'll say across the board performances, I thought were yeah, very strong. Everybody was good. Like this yeah. is a good movie that just doesn't have any narrative arc to it, or well, and there's no animating spirit to this film. It's very yeah. weird. It's basically a descent into madness movie rather than a protagonist antagonist kind of scenario. Yeah, but they also don't commit to whether or not there's a supernatural thing in it. Well, actually, they do, but they but then they play it like, but is he going nuts or is it? Well, there's too much. Yeah. All right. So at, um, the, at the birthday party, we um, get the money handoff. We get Burt Young giving the kids some cars, which annoys Paul Ben Victor. Yeah, they should earn anything given to them. Uh, I'm the grandfather. I want to treat my grandkids. They get the keys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which you know, and he defers to his father on that. Yeah, he's eventually. definitely. I mean, what's, what are you gonna do? You're gonna act like a fucking asshole? Yeah, take the cop. Yeah, and also it kind of does say it is important for him respect your elders, listen to you know, mm-hmm. even if he's himself is a piece of shit as a dad. Yes, he is. Um, which first definite sign of that is when uh, Grandma says to the mother, um, "Is he still putting his hands on, uh, putting his hands to you?" Like, okay, well. It's a it's a shorthand, so we don't necessarily have to see him be violent, though we do. Yeah, no, it's a shorthand because it's the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and we'll get there. You got to give yourself some place to go. Also, everyone is affecting a very thick Long Island accent, mm-hmm. and they are all uniformly terrible, except maybe Burt Young and Paul Ben Victor's, because I think they come by them naturally. Yeah, and also it's. Not the best accent in the world, anyway. I'm not saying it, it always is. sounds, even when it's accurate, it sounds That's bad. True. That's true. Like, it's, the, yeah. Ugh. But um, so the uh, Butch and Don go downstairs with their friends to uh, get high and play Mad Libs. And this mm-hmm. Mad, I loved this Mad Libs thing. Mad Libs was great. The yeah, the we like as you pointed out, the Ouija board replacement. Instead of going to the talking board, yeah, they just get. Random words from around the room, like "Oh, who's your first, cr- you know, who's your first crush?" And yeah. Butch's girlfriend puts down Butch. Yeah, and then it was um, just like so and so, like will insanely murder. Yeah, insane. The, the thing eventually, oh. it's it's like they're going around the rooms doing Mad Libs, asking for random words, and then the sentence comes out to Butch uh, DeFeo will murder his sister in the red room. Yeah. Um, and that was like that was like a fun little like we were having the Ouija trope where it's like some weird prophecy happens, but it's with Mad Libs. So mm-hmm. It, it kind of makes it even weirder and more faded that way. 
Yeah. And we don't know the sentence that they're building so much as, like, we see them kind of scratch over the yeah. shoulder. But, it, like, it comes together organically to when the final sentences say, like, oh, Ah, nice touch. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mind you, if you've watched twenty Amityville movies prior to this, you, you, you I, we saw it coming. Yeah, you know, we're smarter than the average Amityville viewer, but not <laughs> so smart as to not keep watching these goddamn movies. But anyway, I'm loving this job. Yeah, and uh, but, but the, then they have a séance right afterwards, which dry, like I was very bummed about that. Séance ish, but yeah, they um, have a séance. They they go into the. Dawn leads all of these teenagers into the Red Room, which was Dawn and Butch's hidey hole back when they were smaller children. Then Butch and Dawn immediately clasp hands and start chanting weird Latin phrases from an evil Latin phrase book that they've got in there. That Grandma left them. We'll get there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they said they got it from Grandma in that scene. Um, But yeah, like it was Grandma's old book, and she gave like she let us see it when we were kids, and we started Mm -hmm. playing around with it and reading it. Has a giant pentagram on the front cover. Gigantic pentagram on the front cover, and then they start (laughs) they start moving pennies with the well, pa- forces of darkness. In this one, a penny. Um, kind yeah. of a Sam Wheat the, situation. Yeah, they, so they show they, they move one penny. And That's foreshadowing. We'll get yeah. to it. And it freaks out the other kids uh, to a bit. Uh, they were very high. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the light blows out. Uh, they scramble out of the room as Dad catches them. Yeah, and Dad immediately starts punching Butch repeatedly in the face mm-hmm. and then tells him to go clean himself up because mom wants to cut the cake the birthday cake because this is a birthday party yeah we're still on the day of the birthday party also oh the um the door on the way to the basement had a sign up that said this path leads to madness yes that's what we call why not that, that's yeah. a subtle clue um we get uh butch basically saying it's one of these days it's going to be him or us after the beating. Um, Dad's not safe. Dad, you know, like, he's a bad guy. We either need to get out of this house or we need to, like, we need to get away from Dad or we need Dad to get away from life. Yeah. Yeah, which so, was an interesting angle. Because, mm-hmm. like, you don't really hear in the bare minimum of research that we have not done about mm-hmm. the real Ronnie DeFeo because we are only interested in silly movies made from this thing. We are not trying to argue pro or con or anything. Yeah, we're not. The DeFeo. facts of the case such as they are. Yeah, you never really hear that like there's any premeditation mm-hmm. in, in the events that happened. Yeah, and that he said these things to, no matter where the story goes, that's it's an interesting choice, yeah. Yeah, it's a different angle, which there's a lot of... There's... I had a lot of trouble with a bunch of scenes in the movie because they are... They, they're using the real names and they're putting a lot of dialogue into these real people's mouths and, like, some are better... We'll get to them when we get to them, mm-hmm. but there was, like... That was the first one that was just, like... You know, this was a real guy. Like, at the time of this movie, Ronnie DeFeo was still alive. And, uh, he when they were shooting it, yeah. When they were shooting, when they came out, this is 2018. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, Ron, Butch DeFeo died last year. So, this was real people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a little bad. And so, the next day, Butch is out in his car, parked in front of 
112 Ocean Avenue, trying to score with this woman. Actually, no. The girl he's with is trying to score with him, mm-hmm. and he is trying to not score with her. <laughs> Like yeah. at every attempt, it's very weird. He's just he's zoned out. He's kind of staring at the house. He's starting to like this is one of the first times we really see him start to drift off in somewhere else. Um, he does take acid. He does take acid, which I guess awakens some of the visions. Which is where we get our touch of incest in the movie. Is his girlfriend is going down on him, mm-hmm. and at one point he looks down, and it's his sister that he sees look up, mm-hmm. and he shoves her out of the car, shoving his real girlfriend out. Yeah. They have a fight. Give me my shoe back. It's in the car. He throws the car shoe out of the car <laughs> and then just speeds off, yeah. leaving her standing in the rain in his own driveway. Yeah. He's, and somehow Paul Ben Victor does not come out and beat the shit out of both of them. Yeah. Which is surprising. Yeah, he might have been inside beating someone. But also, it was a very frustrating moment for me as a complete sleazeball because the girl has a tube top, lowers the tube top, but obscures herself in such a way that you never see anything, and then pulls her tube top back up. And it's just like, why do that? Like, why put that in your horror movie? Either you're going to have, you know, the gratuitous nudity or you're not. Yeah. I don't, I am not going to be terribly annoyed if there's no gratuitous nudity in the movie. But you're pointing out that you're not going to show gratuitous nudity. And for all we know, it might have been a day of the shoot. The actress had cold feet. Sure. It happens. And it's it's whatever somebody's comfortable with. Anybody. You know. No, nobody is ever required to show anything. Exactly. That's not a thing. But then don't shoot it that way. Don't shoot any of it. Like if like if she had cold feet, leave it. Yeah, just I, yeah. have her leave the shirt on the entire time. This is like it was just it was stu- it was weird and stupid and annoying. Fair. And I didn't get to see boobies. <laughs> if only there was some sort of internet you could hit after the. Shut up, Patrick. I don't go on the internet while we're watching these movies. This is a sacred time. Of I know. That's why I said after. I, I also would like to probably be outside of your apartment once you decide to dive in. Oh, no. There's no escape. I have range. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and take the window now. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, so, <laughs> so, yeah. Ronnie starts. Butch. I should, I should be calling him Butch. Um, yeah. Butch is hallucinating. Uh, and then the next day, mom is hallucinating. The Diane Franklin mother, mm-hmm. the, uh, the 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 main mom, yeah. not the grandma. And she's like she's searching the house. Yeah, we'll say, well, let's say mom and grandma, yeah. dad and granddad. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's like searching Butch's room. She finds out that he was denied. Um, acceptance to college mm-hmm. he was going to go out to California to get out of the house but yeah, yeah. Uh, the open letter he, there's no escape from Amityville basically and then winds up getting a pin stuck in her foot which maybe was part of a blood sacrifice it was never really explained but she yeah. basically yeah she finds a pin sticking out of her foot and then she finds his drug stash mm-hmm. and and, and his art book and his art book. And his art book oh, full God. of all sorts of basically scary uh, yeah. black ink or pencil sketches of all sorts of creepy stuff. Yeah, this is our catch him, kill him uh, moment of yeah. the Amityville film. And then um, the money goes missing. Yeah, well, the house settles for a little bit in that right. it just starts creaking like it's going to collapse, like like it's going to poltergeist implode upon itself, creaking. Yes. 
Um, also, it was weird. Uh, we, we, we didn't mention this. They have a finished basement mm-hmm. in the Amityville house. Like, this is the first time we've ever seen. It's not just some glorified storage area that also has, you know, a gate to shit Narnia. It's an actual, there's, like, carpet on the floor. There's Walls uh, are painted. There's, are painted. Yeah, there's furniture. Sofa. There's... It's really nice in this basement. And it was confusing because... Or it felt weird because everything else about the house, this is the Amityville house, the layout and everything. This mm-hmm. is the familiar original Amityville house, which was very nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's a finished basement, and we know that through the rest of the movies, it's typically not. Yeah. Eh, whatever. Again, it's fictionalized. It's just weird. Um, but yeah, the, uh, so uh, Dawn gets home and finds a. Weird little cross thing. Yeah, uh, like a little crucifix made out of twigs uh, by the front door. Um, There's some sort of a mysterious mysterious man in a car outside. Mm. Uh, But we don't know who that is. But, like, that pops up through the movie is this car just haunting outside with shadow figure. Or is it the mob? Basically, yeah. It's, um, It's a shadowy figure one way or the other. Yeah. Not to be confused with other shadow figures yeah. that we start to see through the course of it. Um, while that's going on, Mom's just having a cigarette trying to decompress her life. Basement door drifts open, and then a bird flies in the, into oh. one of the windows. Yeah. Uh, she goes out, sees it twitching, picks up a brick, and struggles with whether to smash <laughs> it until it just dies on its own, and she goes back inside. Yeah. She just She's okay with letting death happen naturally. Yeah, it's like, give it a few seconds, and maybe it'll take care of itself. Oh, no. Okay, brick. Yep. And then 3.15 a.m. happens. Dun, dun, dun. Butch, he's hearing some voices. Butch is hearing voices. Yeah, it was just voices at that point. I don't know why, but my notes are kind of thin for this movie. Hmm. Though there's a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. Um, well, I jotted down uh, chronologically... Such, uh, yeah, and I liked it. Like, I like there wasn't a lot for, uh, and for most of the movie, the guy, the John Robinson, the guy playing Butch, doesn't really have a lot to do, but other than just to stare and you know, assume he is freaking out internally. Mm-hmm. But they do a lot of like fun little lights are flickering around him, mm-hmm. like, there's weird thing, like, little. It's like shadows are being projected all around him very frenetically, which mm-hmm. helps kind of show the internal yeah. craziness that's happening, which I appreciate it. Yeah, like, it, it's as justified, um, it's the trees, you know, and the moonlight coming yeah. in, dancing, but it does, yeah, it gives that mental chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, uh, during a thunderstorm, just the way the flashes are handled, um uh, Again, it's a great effect. And a lot of shadow usage in this movie is yeah. really well done. Um, being able to obscure some very important details until the right moment, um, which, again, we'll get to. But, no, the lighting, uh, just in general, the way this was shot, and very heavy on practical effects and practical mm-hmm. shooting, I thought it's an incredibly good-looking movie. Good movie. Yeah. Um, very, uh, very effective presentation of some of the gags that in a lesser one yeah we'd be like oh I see what you did there yeah, yeah. The, in this it, it worked yes I agree it, it was crafted well yeah um, again it's a very well made movie that 
didn't really have a reason. It didn't just it the it didn't feel like it was justifying its existence to itself first and then the audience. You know, like it didn't know why it was doing it, mm. why it was be, why it was a movie for half yeah. of it. Um, so okay, so we get to Halloween. Uh, yeah. Grandma gives some very cryptic speeches about the nature of Halloween and about like the history of the area and the land and we get some bits about you know the Native American folklore uh, or the indigenous folklore of the area yeah um, but touches of it not in the full boat yeah well, again building things up like laying the groundwork for stuff that will pay off later like the uh, one of the DeFeo kids is uh, dressed as a cowboy and he's uh, popping off cap guns and then I think Diane Franklin his mom says it's like no shooting in the house mm-hmm. or no shooting family members in the house it's like yeah, I shouldn't <laughs> laugh at this joke but it's funny because yeah. they're all going to die horribly <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah, but, like, most of the family goes out uh, for trick-or-treats and whatnot. Uh, Butch, not feeling well, stays home. He's hearing voices. Family gets home, and... And, actually, this was a very similar to in the uh, Amityville 2 to Possession. Uh, in that one, Butch, everybody is very religious except for Butch. And so this moment is, in that movie, was everybody going to church, mm-hmm. but Butch staying home and having, like, the biggest, halu- like, possession moment of the movie up to that point mm-hmm. and it kind of reminds me of like the um remake of the the, the original movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Melissa, and Melissa George where once again uh, the religious aspect of these families is played down a lot in more mm-hmm. modern films than in the uh, the movies that came out in the 70s Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mother is of faith. Like she has, she wears a crucifix. She mm-hmm. has a rosary that she sleeps with. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's definitely toned down a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah. so the uh, yeah, so everybody else, everybody else goes out trick or treating. Uh, Butch stays home and has some minor freakouts. But actually, it just kind of just cuts to everybody coming home, and the house is destroyed. Yeah, and unlike in the original version where we see everything going haywire yeah. and know he's going to be blamed, they come home, they see the house completely torn apart, including uh, the safe in the fireplace that Dad had put the stash of money mm-hmm. is wide open, sans cash. Yeah, and Butch is upstairs asleep, and Dad is very. Insistent that he's the one who destroyed the house, took the money. Why did you do this? Like, he can't understand why he slept through it um, and is basically beating the shit out of him until Dawn comes in and says, Oh, yeah, that sound, that's the cops. Uh, I called them because our house was broken into. So, dad can't beat Bush into, you know, into submission. This is the only beating that I, I kind of agree with. <laughs> Like, everything... Look, the house has been ransacked. The money... $50,000 is missing. And Butch says he was sleeping. Mm-hmm. I would beat the shit out of him at yeah. that point. Give yeah. me the god... Fuck, give me the money, goddammit. And the word pig is scrawled on a mirror. And pig is scrawled on the mirror. Not, uh, again, very much like uh, Amityville, the possession. Right. Which, again, is based on thing-recorded events. Yeah. So, it's, we're going... There's going to be a lot of similarities. So, but but yeah. it was fun because I saw it in that one movie that one time. <laughs> so, yeah. That's my internal 
That's how I hear my voice. Uh, gotcha. I talk. Anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, the cops show up and they too are questioning how Butch slept through everything, but all of a sudden dad insists that nothing was missing, so it's not a big deal. If my son said he didn't hear anything, he didn't hear anything. Thank you for your time. Have a good night. Yeah. Like very quick turn, which absolutely lets you know that that money should not have been there legally. Yeah, this is definitely not a, well, you know, we may fight internally, but we are one family unit when the world is against us. Mm -hmm. This is definitely I don't want any more questions being asked about this than than we've already asked. And Dad is, as we know, a violent person, but he's freaked out enough to realize that Dad hangs out with a lot of very violent people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, full marks to Paul Ben Victor because, like, every scene he's in, he Paul Ben Victor is not the largest man, but every time he's in a scene, he is the scariest. That you I know he is going to do something terrible, and it's going to overpower every other person in the movie. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's fun seeing him in the police scene because it's one of the few times where it's like. He has to play nice. And, you know, he is vulnerable in that scene. Mm-hmm. Butch and Dawn start talking about it. Dawn is asking, did you take the money? I would tell you if I did. You would be the first person I'd tell if I took the money. Which so, tracks. Yeah. Um, and then they discuss that things have started going weird since they did the penny thing. Because they had not apparently done any of that since they were little. Mm-hmm. And that... Uh, Butch says, they protected us, and we made them angry. Um, I plan to move out. We need to get out. Um, yeah. Get out. Get out. The get out. Amity, yeah, get Amity out. Um, but also, this this was a nice, uh, a weird, I don't know if it's happened enough that we can call it a recurring trope, but in the original Amityville film, it was an extended plot point that there was missing money. Yeah, like the uh, the money that they were supposed to be paying some caterer was lost, and mm-hmm. uh, I gotta believe that the uh, caterer in that movie, in the original Amityville film, was mobbed up because both parties are acting with such fear mm-hmm. and excitement that to find this money that it's like the same thing. Yeah, and as we as a lot of us may know, the, um, one of the biggest strains on a relationship or a family in particular is financial. Yes. So if there is a demon trying to screw up a family, hide the money and yeah. watch them scramble. Oof. Yeah. Oof. And they do. Uh, so yeah, um, Butch knows that there's something going on with the whatever it is that they had talked to his children. Mm-hmm. He, he knows that something's bad. Um, then 315 hits. Um, and we get the paranormal activity moment, don't we? Where, like, the... Uh, the blanket, the bl- gets, blanket gets pulled back off of Dawn. Yeah. Um, but the real horror is the next day when Dawn's just trying... Da- poor Dawn is just trying to do some studying in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And it's the worst thing. This is like the worst scene, short of the worst scene. I, I specifically noted that nice. New Zoo Review was on because I grew up on that show. That's fair. Um, but then they have on the TV uh, Richard Dick. Nixon. Yep. And the dad is a fan of Richard Nixon, even while he's announcing that he is stepping down because he did Nixon shit. Yeah. Before before the dad comes or before the dad reveals his presence. 
Poor Don is trying to study for an exam to, the, the, on the next day. All of the, of all of, Mom is trying to cook uh, dinner. All of the, the other DeFeo kids, with the exception of uh, Butch, are in the kitchen just making as much noise as humanly possible. One is just running around. Another is trying to make a fluffernutter sandwich right before dinner. And then two of uh, Don and Butch's... To then two of uh, Don and Butch's uh, smoke buddies show up and immediately start making ribald jo- or uh, dirty yeah. jokes uh, about Don, which Don is fine with to up to the to point of hey, I really am trying to study here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ronnie Senior reveals that he's been there lurking for like a few minutes, watching the whole thing. And uh, first he comments on just the uh, destruction of a great American leader, mm-hmm. Richard Nixon. Then he offers one of the friends a beer. He offers them both a beer. Only yeah. one of them's dumb enough to take it. Cause, yeah, because like, it's you, a trap. Why would you ever go into Like, after you see Ronnie DeFeo Sr. in action once, how do you ever go back to that mm-hmm. house? That's and they've just, seen Dad beat, like, at the birthday party. Yes. They were there for that. They were there for that. This is terrible. Yeah. Don't go to that house. No. And so, in short order, uh, Ronnie DeFeo Sr. immediately starts harping on everything that's wrong with the world and how young people don't understand anything good and how in his day they respected their elders and they didn't hit, make sexy jokes about their daughters in front of them. Mm-hmm. Starts beating Dawn. Like, starts throws her over the island in the middle of the kitchen, spanking her, and yeah. one of the friends dives in to really try and break it out. The other one's kind of like hovering in that, let me know if you need any help kind of way. Yeah. Um, and because the the one that is trying to help had made a joke about Don's ass, Ronnie DeFeo Sr. is shoving the kid's head, face into his daughter's ass. Mom has subsequently spilled the boiling water for the pasta all over her own hands. And then luckily Ronnie comes in to save the day with a high-powered rifle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two friends scramble immediately. They're just uh, not great friends. Um, in the in the fracas, mom gets elbowed in the stomach. Besides the burned hands. Oh yeah, yeah, no, like, not in the fracas. Uh, she tries to pull Ronnie Senior off, and he immediately was it an elbow or does he just punch her? Right it was in the an, it, he did an elbow. Back. Okay, yeah, okay, but it looked really bad. Yeah, um, he's an asshole. Oh yeah, no, I mean it looked. Like, he hit her really hard. Oh, yeah. Is what, what I mean. Yeah, but yeah, so uh, then Butch no, comes... he's one of those nice wife beaters. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so Ron, uh, Butch comes in with the rifle. Yep. Um, Sneaks in. Right snake. up to his head. And then pulls the trigger. Which, the pulling of the trigger was surprising, because there was a, like, a game comparing it to Amityville to the Possession. Uh, when... The graffiti happens. Uh, Ronnie Sr. is beating the shit out of everybody. And in that one, Ron, uh, Butch pulls a gun on him. But then, you know, once everybody calms down, he backs off. Mm-hmm. In this one, Ronnie uh, Butch pulls the trigger. Then he... Nothing happens. That, yeah. So he clicks, he empties the chamber, and pulls the trigger again. And that one was a dud. Yeah, both of them in a row uh, just did not launch a bullet into Dad. And 
Dad grabs the gun. A um, little bit of a scuffle, but and it felt like a, a very. It felt a lot like Final Destination Two mm-hmm. when uh, T K Carter tries to kill himself, and it's yeah. like, no, 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 no. We got a plan. Mm-hmm. There's like, a plan at play here. There's you a time will die and a place when it's your turn. Time to die. Yeah. So, and then they, yeah, yeah they, <laughs> so they they the family splits up after the fight. Not in the healthy way in which they all go their separate ways and change their names, but just go to different rooms. Yeah. Um, and Dawn is helping Mom with her burned hands and just asking how she's doing. And Mom then goes into an absolutely chilling monologue about how she, when she was a little girl growing up in that house, she dreamed of someday having her own family in this house. and. They would grow up, and they were premonitions, and she saw them as such, and she recognized it, and now the dreams have started changing, and that we're all coming, we're all coming towards a terrible, beautiful end. We're all, you know, we're all going to die. There's going to be blood, and there's going to be rain, and we're all going to be here at home together, like we like we're supposed to be. Basically, I'm giving a loose version of it, but yeah. it is just unsettling because as she's telling the story slowly a smile just creeps onto her face like this is this is a wonderful vision that she has of her family's murder well she just sees the relief like the end the end is in sight and she is that broken that uh she's kind of relieved that she'll get there and that that was the big that was the first really big you put that that monologue in the mouth of a woman that was brutally murdered. Yeah. And that's really not great. That, that, that's kind of not cool at all. I mean, overall, the concept of dra- dramatizing a tragedy like this is going to be an issue. But I will say Great. it was a well-written speech, well-delivered. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Oh, Diane Franklin did uh, did a great mm-hmm. job with it. It was just, you know, yeah. the bumping up against reality. This is this I don't yeah. like it when we get this close to right. reality. Your main concern with the movie is the big choice, even though a lot of the yeah. little choices were strong. Yes. Yeah, no, it just I these were real people that suffered a lot and I don't like honestly I don't think we should have made they should have made this movie definitely not I don't think they should have made this movie the way they did the way the reason why we like Amityville 2 so much is because it's so over the top and silly and ridiculous Mm -hmm. you don't connect it to the real people but this is a lot of this movie plays as the it's kind of like uh Twin, Peak, uh, Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. You're watching the last week of these people's lives, mm-hmm. and but they're real people this time. And so yeah. I, I, I feel very uncomfortable with this. Yeah. Um, as, uh, as well executed as the thing may be. Yeah, and as legitimately upsetting as a lot of it is. Like, they do play a lot of it for being upsetting, being yeah. scary, being, you know, I mean... There was a there was a surprise and shock value on the original version of it, and in a lot of these, but um, but yeah, it was played more for the roller coaster side of it, mm-hmm. and this yeah, this is playing it much more straight, still including you know supernatural elements and all that. Yeah. But it is like I th- I feel like they were trying to be more honoring of the the lives of these people. 
and it just it's that uncanny valley thing i think okay. it was yeah, bro- yeah, it was getting cl- too close to reality I, to remind you that it's a fiction but it's not i think i don't think it's cool when you make a movie about a person that was murdered and you have have them deliver a speech where they even half-heartedly say they're kind of cool with the idea of that. Yeah. That, I think, was a step too far. Like, okay. you don't want the person... It would be like, okay, like on the OJ, the uh, that FX OJ Simpson show, it's like if we had a flashback to Nicole Brown Simpson saying, you know, I think OJ's going to go too far one day, but it'll be okay because I'll be free. Yeah. That's what that speech was, which again was well written and was well acted, but it's like, that's a real person that just said, and it's going to be a really good thing that myself and my five children are going to die. Yeah. That I think is not cool. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> but yeah, that was... It, <laughs> to the rest of the It was a creepy movie. as hell. Uh, it was. It's yeah. very good. But. Um, so yeah, then we get Dad confronting Butch about what he just did. And he tells him, that, you know, it's like, it doesn't take uh, much guts to pull a gun on a person. But pulling the trigger, that takes guts. You made me proud, son. So proud of his boy. For trying to kill him. <sighs> how, how also, don't do it again, or you might wind up looking down the barrel yourself. I'm going to kill you next time. Yeah. <sighs> There's a lot. Just, all of the flags are the reddest of red. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we go to yeah we go to the next day Dawn gets home from wherever and there's statues of the Virgin Mary around the house like outside the house yeah there's bars on the window now uh, the house had been broken into mm-hmm. and the father wants to protect it but also also uh, Virgin Mary just I don't I mean, I think he everybody God's on his side he has like some really crazy. God is on my, our side speech sort of thing. That's why yeah. Virgin Mary and everything. Oh, that's because the bullets didn't kill him. So yeah, yeah, he yeah, must yeah. be, God must be looking after him. Uh, well, a lot of not, people. Not the craziest inter, like. Oh, no, no. It, that, it, that, that, that is not an unreasonable assumption. If yeah. you're religious and that happens because that is nuts. Yeah. And a lot of people have justified a lot of weird shit in the name of God. Yeah. I mean, have you seen these toasts? These pieces of toast with the Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yep. But is is it at this point that Dawn leaves for a bit, or Ronnie is telling her to get the hell out of there? Um, Ronnie's or definitely. They find, they find the money. Oh, Ronnie finds the money in the red room. Again, does not know how it got there. Yeah, he he's completely clueless. He admits that he hasn't been in his right mind lately, but he definitely does not remember taking the money. He found it. Here's fifty thousand dollars. Get out. Leave. I can't leave. I'm I'm too much of this. You're the only one who's going to be able to get away. So you should now take the money and run. Mm -hmm. And she did. So things have gotten so bad that Don and Butch have to have like another heart to heart Mm -hmm. in their special red room. Yeah, but this time they break out the jar of pennies that they had stolen from Vern Tessio's 
uh, porch. This is why he could never find them. Like, it didn't even matter that he didn't have his map. He was never going to find those pennies. Yeah. They was stolen by devil. Sons of bitches. And it's one of those, like, earlier when they did, like, the the, uh, the conjuring scene, it was, uh, they had put one penny in the center of his plate. And uh, this time around, Butch is so far gone, he's like, you don't even know how messed up this is. And he just pours an entire mason jar worth of pennies onto this plate. And I don't. Dawn wasn't doing the chanting with him. He was just chanting on his own. She started to join in. She does. She okay, does. But join they in. weren't holding hands. No, they were doing yeah, hands on hand. It's kind of like the old slap fight yeah. game where you know. Oh yeah, but I didn't think this time around. The second time. Mm-hmm. Second time she was doing it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, all the pennies start flying around and you know going into the wall and being really crazy. And I I kind of wanted to like ask the visual effects guys. Was this, like, originally in the script that it was pennies, or did the movie producers go, what do you have that's handy? You know, what time yeah. do you have to spend a lot of money on pennies? Gotcha. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Pennies. Yeah. Well, jelly beans, jelly beans isn't going to work. It's not as dynamic. I yeah. mean, you, you jam a jelly bean into a wall, it's just going to squish. Yeah. We've got those uh, jacks, uh, but they're going to be take too long to render. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's a lot of different dimensions. This is just a flat little penny. Yeah, and the digital effects in the movie were pretty minimal. Um, yeah. They had a CGI house that overall looked all right, except in the rain. Yeah, they just kept using, like, for whatever reason, like, they had this interior that was kind of dead on. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the exterior of the house, nine times out of ten, is a CG picture. Yeah, but I'm sure that's in part because asking them to film that much stuff out of the real house, the owners are probably like, uh, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. We are kind of sick of this. Okay. We have a dozen production teams a year come out here and ask if they can film. I don't understand how anybody could live in that house at this point. Not because it's haunted, but because it would just be too much of a pain in the ass. Yeah, well, that's why they've changed the address a couple times. That's fair. Like, I mean, the Nightmare on Elm Street house it ends up in the news a lot, and that's not even really a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they had, at one point, uh, the Walter White's house from Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. They had a problem not just with people driving by and taking pictures, but there's a scene in the middle of the show, for those of you who haven't seen it, where... Did they throw pizzas on their roof? They did. That's fucked up. Yeah. fan Air quote, fans would go by and throw a pizza on the roof, and they were sick of it. So they actually contacted some of the folks that ran the tours and all that, mm-hmm. and basically said, please make sure... like. If you're doing the tour, you can come by, you can look at it. We're very, you know, we're, we understand, Mm -hmm. but make sure everybody knows not to do that. It is a shitty thing to do. It's vandalism. It's not a fan moment. Yeah, no, it's vandalism. It's just, that takes a, it's a pain in the ass. You don't want to put, have anybody going onto a roof that doesn't have to. Exactly. They don't have to until you throw your fucking pizza on there. It's not like you can leave it there. It's just going to be animals and everything yeah it's terrible yeah so yeah i'm sure that's why there's the cgi house in this is just to save them the trouble um plus a little more control of the angles and all that that you get and no it's not that okay it was just the same straight on shot every time it wasn't that (laughs) stop trying to be nice to them um, but yeah, the pennies—they looked fine. And pennies like, looked fine. There was like some nice details of like hitting the walls and like mm-hmm. actually chipping plaster out of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, honestly, the rain was the only thing that I thought really just didn't sell. Yeah. But eh, oh well, a yeah. digital effect in a movie that mostly went for practical. 
I'll take it. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So then Ron, they go upstairs, and Ronnie has what can only be described as a psychotic break. Yeah, he's watching TV. We get uh, Ro- Ronnie Junior. Butch. Yeah, sorry. Um, he's watching yeah. old war movies or compilation clips of public domain war footage or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a Wilhelm scream, yeah. which I believe is the first in the entire franchise. Twenty some years, twenty some years. It might but, be. But it is part of like one of the two things in the IMDb trivia for this movie is that there is a Wilhelm. Yeah. Um, and then he goes downstairs. Um, he The family is all sitting down to dinner. Dad is very polite. Does, doesn't he have this speech about lying face down before this, though? Oh, shit. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I missed that. Yeah, they're talking about um, the history of the area and... How there was a tradition amongst the indigenous uh, that they would often take their enemies, uh, tie them to a tree long enough for them to basically starve or die of exposure or whatever it's whatever it took, and then they would bury them face down intentionally so they were facing away from God, I believe. Something like that. Um, I, I think it was so they could pop in for a cold one, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, so we get that story and then it's pointed out that everyone in that house has always slept face down. Yeah, which, you know, genetics and all, it's completely crazy that every member of a fam of a blood related family would sleep the same way. Yeah. But also yeah. Either way, it's it was it was a thing. It was a it was yeah. a weird folklore tie that I've never heard before. That's fair. So, that's fair. Like, I'd heard of situations like that, but yeah, anyway. At this point, Dawn correctly and intelligently runs away and stays the night at her grandma's house. Mm-hmm. We're Meanwhile, not, Ronnie, or Butch is going nuts. Well, that's the thing. We, we don't even know that Dawn has done that because she's at the dinner table with everybody else. No, she's not. I could have sworn it's, she was. It's the other daughter. Oh, I thought it's he had hallucinated her in the room, too. No, they actually say, speak to it. It's like Dawn will be coming later. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, shit. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's, it's Allison, the other da- the other daughter who well, looks almost the same age and yeah, coloring. Yeah, dark stuff. hair. and <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, they, um, they're saying, sit down to dinner. Let's ha- let's enjoy this, our last meal together. Also, this is like, first red flag is that Ron- Ronnie Sr. is being, is not just punching Butch in the face the minute he sees them. He's like, come yeah. down, son. Yeah, have a seat, son. Sit at the head of the table. Yeah. And, yeah, Mom says, let's enjoy our last meal together, yeah. which is, like, ooh. Who with the what? And then, then Ronnie looks over at the mirror that's uh, uh, facing the dinner table, much like uh, the multiple mirror gags that we had in Amityville, The Possession. We had, right. like, the mirror there. And in the mirror, everybody's in their same position, but they all have their future wounds from <laughs> when Butch will be killing them later. Yeah. It's grim. Uh, it, it the kids, really everybody. It's very grim. Like they, like, they do it well, because, like, once Butch is, like, looking around, all he sees is them with these injuries, but everybody is acting normally. It, it's kind of like the... Uh, the guy in at the end of the hallway in The Shining is like, "Great party, isn't it?" And it's mm-hmm. funny. He's got this gaping wound. And yeah, he's or the, um, ignoring it. Sixth Sense, the kid who's like, "Hey, you want to come play?" Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
So Butch kind of comes to back up in his room and realizes he needs to get out. So he smashes one of the eye windows with a baseball bat and then it heals right in front of him. Yeah, it's kind of, it was a good gag. Yeah. It's, it's freaky. Yeah. And uh, at this point, the shadow people are showing up. Mm-hmm. These just, these ghostly, these black, ga- like cloudy apparitions in the shape of people. Yeah, and like I think they kind of popped up here and there through the movie, but like yeah. subtly now they're just there. They're yeah. just you got a lot of roommates, dude. Yeah, you got a lot of work to do, Butch. Yeah. Meanwhile, over at Nana's house or Nona, Nana, Nona. Yeah, Nona's house. Um, That's uh, the yeah. grandmother. Which, Gra- oh man, this scene. <laughs> yeah, Grandpa's missing for whatever reason, but I think he's asleep. Yeah, but uh, Nona is explaining that years back. When they, he was just getting started in business, shady or otherwise, business. he's in garbage collection or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he transports molasses. Yeah, Chinko um, olive oil. Yeah, he had uh, he had purchased the land from somebody named Moynihan. Moynihan. And built the house the, himself. This spent is years said, doing it. Uh, I'm sorry. It's like no. The grandma says this in the way that can only be interpreted as you will. Re- you should remember this name for later. Mm-hmm. Moynihan, pointing at her mouth like William Hickey, yeah. uh, saying the blessing, the blessing. <laughs> but, so, yeah, but we find out that. The house was built by the grandfather on this land that he had bought from Moynihan, who we, I mean, spoiler later, um, well, pretty not that much later. It's like five minutes. Um, yeah, Dawn is going through a box of old clippings that she found under her bed at, at Nona's, yeah. including a headline about how Moynihan killed his entire family mm. on that land. Yep. Um, so yeah, it 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 been cursed. Yeah, and this is where Dawn reveals that like she and Butch had read the book, had, had read the scary mystical book, and had fooled around with it. And we get the line of the movie with uh, uh, Lainey Kane's or Lainey Kazan saying, in all seriousness, with the thickest, silliest New York accent, "Conjuration is not a game, Bambolina." <laughs> We I want it on a t-shirt. Sure. So yeah. we're, we're making sure. So yeah. We're, we're going fi- to be making sure. Finally going to dive into merch. We're going to do merch. We're just... <laughs> Conjuration is not a game, Bombalina. Wow. Yeah. It sure ain't. Because over at the uh, DeFeo house... Butch has, Is Butch just murdering everybody at this point? Not yet. He is upstairs trying to fight the shadow yeah. people okay. and they basically just grab him and drag yeah! him all the way through the house he's like he's he gets, floating like a foot or two above the ground yeah. as they're basically just ripping him all the way around corners down to the basement yeah the, I do think you see him just kind of like sliding down the steps though it's like kind of like boom 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 boom, boom, yeah. boom boom which was great but yeah he gets dragged all the way down to the red room and then he emerges with the rifle mm-hmm. makes his way um up first to mom, who uh, dies with her eyes open, with a, a, as expected, a little bit of a relief look in her eyes. Yeah. Uh, she drops her rosary. Um, he goes out, uh, and dad basically confronts him. They tussle for a little bit. Yeah, and then Butch manages to get the upper hand, smacks him down so he's laying face down, and then shoots him in the back of the head. Mm hmm. 
This uh, is part of why I don't like the movie, but we're gonna wait. I'll, I'll tell yeah. you why until we get to Don. When we get to Don. Yeah. Uh, when he gets uh, over to the youngest siblings, uh, one of them has a dollhouse with a little doll in it, which I'm wondering if that was a nod to the dollhouse Amityville. Eh, it might have been. Nah. Eh. It would if we go back and we look, and it seems to be the same dollhouse. Yes. Otherwise, no. Yeah, but. I'm going to say, hey, that might have been a nice nod. It could have been. Yeah. Um, hey, most of these movies, they could have been nice nods to Amityville if they had anything to do with the Amityville horror, but they weren't. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, um, he picks them off, and then most of the family, dead, but he's still in the house. Dawn has been racing back to hopefully save them. Despite the grandmother correctly warning, don't go in the house this night. Yeah, there, no good can come of it. No. Nope, 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 but nope. she goes back anyway, and Ronnie basically, like, all but looks at his watch and says, where have you been? It's time to kill you. What the hell? Mm-hmm. And she doesn't even, like, she doesn't, she barely talks to him. She doesn't really try to talk him out of it or anything, no. really. It's well, just she realizes, I think, at that point, it's barely him. Uh, yeah. Like, there's a glimpse of him where his face shifts, and he kind of looks like the yellow-eyed demon from Supernatural, what killed Mama Winchester. Yeah, kind um, And so she, Dawn just goes to oh, her yeah, room. Oh, yeah, yeah, that part, yeah, yeah. Um, she gets changed. She changes out of her clothes to get back into her nightgown and lays face down in the bed and waits for uh, Butch to shoot her in the back of the head. And this is, the, like, really the point of no return and why I think this movie is terrible. With the grandmother scene all but saying flat out that uh, Butch and John uh, brought all of this on themselves by playing around with supernatural phenomena... And then you have, like, the dad, the Ronnie Sr. and the Dawn moments where we know it's a historical fact. They end up shot in the back, uh, shot from the from behind, uh, lying face down in bed. And so they come up with these extra moments of, like, why they're, like, they get up and try to avoid this fate, but then end up exactly where history says they will end up. The worst example is Dawn was not even in the house, but she goes back, she goes back and changes. Like, and this takes is a completely her place, invented thing. Lays down intentionally face down, says her nighttime prayer, yeah. um, you know, Lord, take me, should I die before I wake, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then, again, with a nice lighting gag, um, there's the dark hallway behind her, and it's just dark enough to mask the uh, the barrel of the gun is already in frame. We just can't see it because of the yeah. dark, and then it. But then it, yeah, drifts up, and then. But it's such a shitty thing to like put like to even imply that the, these people's deaths were their fault, and that's what this movie is flat out saying. The yeah. only person whose fault it is was Butch DeFeo. For reasons whatever. Right. But all of the people that got shot while they were sleeping, mm-hmm. like, we're going to act in any way that this was their own, that they brought it on themselves? Are you kidding me? And I th- That's terrible. I think this probably would not have necessarily bothered you as much if it wasn't for what they did next. Uh, maybe, but we'll get to that. That's, well, oh, I, yeah, we're, we're actually right pretty much right there. And now it's all epilogue. And this is the worst thing. Like, they have, like, the stuff that they filmed of uh, Butch being taken out by the police. Mm -hmm. And then they start showing pictures of the real-life DeFeos. And at first, it's like, 
okay, like yeah, remind family us photos. Here's the actor with the real, with the real one. Yeah. And then they show the crime scene photos. You see the actual dead bodies of these people, and that is unforgivable. That that was over the line. Yeah. That was over the line. I, I'll be honest. Like we, as far as resale value, cut that. I think this was a very effective, well-made movie. Um, but I mean, it was definitely a breaking point for you. Um, that I, yeah, was, yeah, I have issues with it. Like, definitely at minimum, cut the uh, the the crime scene photos. Yeah, but was... the whole like why I can deal with it in the other like in Amityville to the possession. There is no part of that movie that resembles real life other than that there was this house and there was this family and they ended up dead. Everything else is so over the top and silly mm-hmm. that you it's easy to divorce it from the terrible story, the, the terrible real life story. And this one, they just keep bringing it up in really tasteless ways. I feel like the first one being silly, I can see where the intent of this one was to say... Okay, we th- you guys made kind of a camp ride out of these real murders. We're going to take it seriously. We're going to try and honor the terror and the horror of what they went through. Mm-hmm. But in both cases, it could be seen as tasteless. Um, and this one, again, the Uncanny Valley thing. It's just so close to the reality. But then it... Yeah, it takes you know, actually, weeks. no, that's not it. Because the uh, the other one, the the first version, uh, never puts the blame on the family. It doesn't even put the blame on on Butch. It, it, yeah, he it's is, all he's flat out possessed by a demon. This is there are times when the family can avoid these. There are these moments where the family can avoid their fate, and they don't. And or it's flat out stated that they brought this fate on themselves <laughs> and that's gross and honestly it's just like between like I, I hate I always hate that uh, a, a, any group that goes into any sort of sci-fi fantasy and, and any heightened reality type of movie going no we're going to show you what the real version would look like because in that case it's uh, the war games principle where the only winning move was not to make the movie because you'll never do it justice to people that got murdered mm-hmm. that's why like they've tried to make actual movies about Ed Gein Ugh. but that doesn't work it has yeah. to be <laughs> Texas Chainsaw or no, Psycho yeah. or exactly. like you have to take elements of it and step back a little bit because it's just terrible yeah, and it's that said, yeah. I agree that by and large, this is a this is a very well made movie. It's well acted. It's a mm-hmm. despite it, not having a narrative arc, it's not. It doesn't feel poorly written. No, but. I think it actually there are a lot of very clever moments. Uh, there's some good dialogue. There's yeah. you know some great speeches. I don't bring up that speech again after everything I've just said. Not that one. I'm just saying in general, there were a couple. There was yeah. there was. I feel like there was a bunch of really well done stuff in this. It's ch- the the real life crime scene stuff was over the line. Yeah. That it sours the movie. I overall, I actually really like this movie. I, I think it's good. I don't like it. Fair. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, I guess resale value depends on where you stand on that. If you go in knowing that it is 
tactless and, you know, really in poor taste. Yeah. But done well. Yeah. It's in poor taste. It's done well. And I mean, for all we know, they were basically like, well, this is the movie you're going to have to make. Like, I don't know. I don't know who pitched it or who, which directions it went in. But I think for what the, if we call it an assignment, did it well. If it was not an assignment, I don't know what the motivations yeah, were in making them. It. It's just like yeah, I'm not. Oh, I'm not, oh, not we're not friends anymore. Well, like you and me, Pat. No, that's we're been done weeks. After this. We've been like is, yeah. No, I mean this. This is this whole podcast this, has put us straight. This on that. is all the Rolling Stones. We come in, we record, we leave, and we pretend we never met the other person. So yeah, yeah. just uh, sorry. Drawing back the veil here. Yeah, and <laughs> and I mean we're. This is the last one of the pre. COVID releases. Um, started. Is it really? There wasn't another for three years. Oh, no, no. This was at the end of 2019. This actually got released. Yeah. And then the next one we're watching, uh, Amityville Island, or Amity oh, Island. God, 2020. Thank was you for 2020. It was... Forgetting how long we've been here. Yeah. It basically came out right as the lockdowns were starting. So this is the end of that era, if you want to break these into eras. Oh, man. Um, and we're actually... I believe going to take a short break on posting the episode. So anybody, if you don't see one next week, don't worry. We are coming back. Yeah, We're just it's, banking a few because it's, it's the holiday. It's, yeah, we had stuff hit over weird. the holidays. We all got COVID over the holiday. Yeah. And and again, we had our massive blowout fights. We basically had the uh, Steel Wheels tour. Yeah. Steel Wheels. <laughs> that was the Stones in, I think, the late 80s. Oh, that okay. was when I think they basically said, We're not even going to write new songs together. We're just going to play the hits, cash the checks, and change our blood. Was that really about drama or the fact that they hadn't written an interesting song for ten years? Little column A, little column B. It's convenient that we also hate each other. (laughs) It's it's like, this is is a happy accident that we also cannot stand the sight of each other. That also we've lost Eddie. I mean, how can you how can you expect a group like the Rolling Stones to write interesting music anymore? They have been rock gods, not not rock stars, gods for at that point like thirty years. They have more money than mm. creases. How are you supposed to connect with anything? There's other bands and artists oh. that can go, you know, longer. I'm not saying it's impossible, but yeah. I don't blame them that they. Yeah, I mean, couldn't. they're not. A group of Weird Al Yankovics. They don't have that kind of longevity. No. But also they don't have the source material he's drawing from. Honestly, his best stuff is his originals anyway. I'm not arguing that, <laughs> but that's not what sells the albums. And this is true. He's all, there's also, even the original stuff is reflective of existing yeah, other acts. True. So Stylistic like, parody. There's that. Yeah. Which is not to diminish, diminish it, it's just, you know, it's... There is a slight, there is a he has one rung already taken care of whenever he goes to write a song. True, and the Stones just kind of kept rewriting from their own back catalog to diminishing returns. It's like it's like the fourth uh, Michael Keaton in Multiplicity. Yeah, yeah, it's a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. Hey, the Stones have a new song. It's called "I Like Pizza." <sighs> hey, hey, pizza. <laughs> This is the second time in 24 hours multiplicity has come up in conversation. Weird. My life is weird. Not as weird as the DeFeos. But yeah, my yeah, uh, yeah. I think we said everything we're gonna say on this one. Yeah. It's, it's good, but it's it's a disgusting travesty. 
<laughs> so yeah. Um, Other than that, up to you if you like. As with every week, it's up to you if you want to watch it. No, you have to watch it. Are you guys not watching these? What in the hell are we doing this for? I have been told that people are actually listening to whether, like, they're picking and choosing uh, which ones to check out based on, well, that one sounds so bad I have to see it, or that one just sounds fun, or, no, you guys seemed very upset. We are the canary in the crap mine. Pretty much, yeah. All right. It's time to get out. See you next week. Actually, it'll be a couple weeks. We're going to go ahead and take a break from posting episodes for a month or so so that we can get caught up on recording them ahead of time, making sure that we can track them down and not winding up with an unannounced skip week. In the meantime, spread the word, rate, review, recommend, and write us and tell us what you think. If you want to interact with us online, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Amityville Show, or you can send us an email at podcastamityville at gmail.com. 